how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're vital. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome back to Creative Principles. I am your host, Brock Swinson. Now, normally this is where I interview amazing writers, screenwriters, authors, creatives, musicians, all types. But over the next 15 or 16 episodes, we're doing something very special and actually giving away my first book, Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers, the full audiobook over these next several episodes. If it's your first time here, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We will be back to interviews very soon. But this is part of my mission this year to give away 100,000 copies of my book. So if you haven't already grabbed your copy, go over to brockswinson.com. You'll see a link to the PDF. That's a digital download and audiobook, which you're about to listen to here. You'll also see at brockswinson.com access to things like the free 30-day prolific writing challenge and also some other challenges built around writing, such as the Upwork Unfair Advantage, which will teach you how to be a six-figure freelancer. You can also find courses such as how to write a nonfiction book in 12 weeks and some upcoming screenwriting and TV writing courses as well, along with my brand new one-on-one mentorship, Storyteller Launchpad. All that's over at brockswinson.com, but now let's jump into Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. In this book, which I wrote around episode 250 of the podcast, across these episodes, you'll learn things like how to annihilate a writer's block by embracing the playful trickster mentality or how to weaponize your anxiety with the different is better approach, how to defend your time with the calendar anorexia mindset, what it means to create ruthless prioritization and use the urgent versus important system, and probably most importantly, how to avoid self-sabotage. It's all on the pages of Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. And make sure to join my email list to learn about my upcoming book, The Self-Reliant Artist. All that's over at brockswinson.com. Chapter 13. Remove Presumptions. Talent is distributed unfairly, but there is no limit on how much we can improve. Kevin Kelly. Life is full of intricate questions, preconceived notions, and feckless presumptions. It's human to seek for answers, believe in that which has helped you in the past, and make judgments. But not all answers are equally valuable, nor do all answers serve you indefinitely. Just because something is true at one point in your life doesn't mean it will be true later in life. As a writer, you can actually limit yourself with these shifting conclusions in the same way that early coping mechanisms help you get through a traumatic experience, but later become an impending crutch. Grammar is grammar, as for rules of the craft, but as you find your own writing process, it's vital to be rigid in the beginning and flexible in the end. As you get older, your relationship to your own art and your own creative process does need to change, says Craig Mason, or you're going to suffer. You may suffer by limiting yourself to that which once made you successful. You may suffer by limiting yourself to work that deep down you know is beneath your talent. You may suffer by limiting yourself to a creative process that's no longer challenging. As creatives, there's no limit to ways in which we can make ourselves suffer unnecessarily. 
through new challenges, new risks, and new ventures, you will find new levels of craftsmanship in your career. Some are painful, some are pleasant. All are necessary in one way or another, even if it feels like you're missing the mark more often than you're on target. In the book Solve for Happiness, Mo Gaudet writes, Entertain the idea that what you've spent your entire life learning may not be entirely true. Knowledge is in no way a prerequisite to happiness. Your default state before you had any knowledge was happiness. As a matter of fact, false knowledge is the underlying reason for most unhappiness. The happiness, or at least contentment, comes from removing these set presumptions, but also from giving away more and more of your art. Give away physical art to those who need to see it. Give away written art to those who need to read it. Give away everything that helps you suffer change so you can create a tribe for your work and a foundation for your process. The narcissist feels his gifts come from himself, writes Lewis Hyde in The Gift. He works to display himself, not to suffer change. Suffering change is what makes art worth doing. Without the pain, there's no story or depth for the work. Without wind, a tree will grow tall, but inevitably fall over. For it's the wind that makes the tree grow sturdy roots. The pushback from every direction creates the foundation. Without suffering change or becoming temporarily uncomfortable, conclusions and presumptions find their way into your process to limit your output. This is my style, even though it limits who I could become. This will equal success, even though it no longer inspires me. This is the way it's always been done, even though it's my own creative plateau. If you come to a conclusion too early, you'll guide the work in the wrong direction. This doesn't mean you should avoid your outline, but rather to continually make sure you are working to tell the greatest story with the tools you have available. Imagine your story as a six-week roadmap across the country. There are certain tent poles you want to visit, sure, but there are likely thousands of surprises along the way for those willing to search for them. The same is true for your work. If you draw conclusions, you're limiting yourself. If you make presumptions about the way in which you work best, you'll guide yourself into a bottleneck that will work for a period of time, but not forever. You need to be flexible in that which makes you rigid. Otherwise, you risk the chance of delivering work not worthy of your talent or your time. It's all about arresting a momentum in a viewer and asking them for the extraordinary gift of their attention, explains Ken Burns, and then rewarding that attention. You can only reward that attention of others by pushing yourself in new ways. Ironically, this might mean failing more than succeeding, which will feel like a letdown to your, quote, fans, but your true fans will understand the need for growth. They'll find joy in your journey, even among the, quote, failures between milestone projects. At the same time, you will learn more from your failures than from your mistakes. There is a Japanese proverb that states, In victory, tighten your helmet. In reality, you should always gear up for the next battle, whether you win or lose. Prepare for the inevitable, but also for the inconceivable. There are a number of ways in which to do this, but many come from the ongoing grind of the craft, followed by self-analysis of the craftsman. Author Tim Ferriss asks himself a series of questions when he tackles each experiment in life. Number one, which of these, if done, would render all the rest easier or completely irrelevant? Number two, If I could only work two hours per week, what would I do? Number three, what would this look like if it were easy? And number four, could it be that everything is fine and complete as is? 
These are difficult questions to answer, but that's why they're so important to the process. Without questions like these, it's possible to lose focus on that which matters most. Edward Snowden would remind you, even the smartest amongst us relies on assumptions we've never put to the test. The same is true for suggestions from fans. At first, it's a good idea to focus on what your audience wants, but then you need to remember why you started writing in the first place. There's a message you want to share. There's a story you want to tell. Readers are not shy with suggestions, and suggestions are often good, but also closer to the passions of the reader than to the writers, argues John McPhee. Without this type of ongoing, scheduled contemplation, it's highly probable that you will be defined more by your labels than by who you are beneath the labels. Labels can serve goals, writes Benjamin Hardy, but goals should never serve labels. When a goal serves a label, you've made the label your ultimate reality, and you've created a life to prove or support that label. Who you want to be in the future is more important than who you are now. Your intended future self should direct your current identity and personality far more than your former self does. Over time and through repeated behavior, your identity becomes your personality. As your identity becomes your personality, you can find joy with the process. When you truly understand what you want from your life's task or life's calling, you will find the peace you seek. If it is peace you want, seek to change yourself, not other people, writes Anthony de Mello. It is easier to protect your feet with slippers than to carpet the whole of the earth. In addition to finding joy in new ways, you can also find growth in new ways. As Nora Ephron once said, If you can't be happy while washing dishes, you can't be happy. In other words, the process is everything. The process leads to growth. The mundane leads to the extraordinary. Conan O'Brien described his ongoing journey to make comedy as follows. I'm looking for something that's going to make me feel like Christmas again. You need to work harder at it as you get older and calcify. You have to work harder to find things that excite you, that scare you, and I enjoy it. Early in the comedian's career, he focused too much on preparation, or perhaps even being the smartest guy in the room. While in an improv class, his teacher instructed him to stop being the guy with the plan. In that setting, his strength was actually his weakness. You need to have a plan, but when you get in the moment, you need to be able to throw it all away, he said. In writing, it's important to remember that the act itself is somewhat an act of ego. If you don't realize this, you're subject to making the mistake of writing for ego, rather than in parallel to what ego appears to be. Once all these things are in focus, it's possible to not only enjoy the work, but also the work behind the work. Promoting a book is part of your profession, so there's no point in hating the process, voices Chuck Palinant. The same is true for meeting the thousandth fan. When you meet a reader, says David Sedaris, it's your turn to listen. Knowing how you work within each part of the process makes each part of the process better. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Clear writing is clear thinking. One does not exist without the other. At this level, mastery is possible. At this level, mastery is inevitable. Ezra Klein refers to his version of mastery as a journalistic iceberg, meaning that journalists who write headlines aren't just writing the headline, the tip of the iceberg, but using their massive knowledge about the subject as to how the current news relates to everything else that has ever happened in that given arena, the submerged iceberg. The product is the reporter's body of knowledge, not primarily the new piece of information, he clarifies. What's beneath the surface, the knowledge and the past work, is what makes an artist. It's the artist who no longer has to defend free time, but understands the importance of every moment, whether that moment feels like success, failure, or simply rest. 
When you find balance between these areas in the process, success is inevitable. Most humans manage to squander their free time, as free time makes them dysfunctional, lazy, and unmotivated. The busier they get, the more active they are at other tasks, writes Nassim Nicholas Taleb in his book Anti-Fragile. The goal should be hyper-focused work, but also hyper-focused rest. It's only when you can create on a regular yet flexible schedule that mastery is possible. In other words, know what your perfect day of running looks like, but also know what an imperfect day looks like, as both will lead to your successful career as a creative. In an effort to avoid his own limiting beliefs, author Ron Holiday asked himself a few questions as an analysis of the process. Number one, where am I standing in my own way? Number two, what blessings can I count right now? Number three, what is the harder choice I'm avoiding? Number four, do I rule my fears or do they rule me? And number five, how will today's difficulties show my character? Once you understand your current answers to these questions, imagine how your future self will respond to the same questions. Will you continue to face the same roadblocks, attempt the same goals, and work towards the same victories a decade from now? Or will you work with a clear focus towards successes beyond your current imagination? Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's a digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. And if it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.